trick is that you can't let the loss define you. You can let the loss shape you and, and be humble and be observant and don't take it personally. You know, at the end of the day, you know, John Wooden, the greatest of all time, if, if and he's, he said it before, and a lot of the other great coaches like Dean Smith in North Carolina, but you know, John Wooden at UCLA basketball, you're like, if you gave it your all, that's all he ever wanted. He had teams that didn't win the national championship. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we're going to talk about getting what you want. And there are people out there that have the keys to whatever it is that you want in life. We are talking about this concept called the Dream 100. Now, if it's the first time you've ever heard about it, well, sit back and relax and enjoy. It's an incredible concept that started back. The first time I ever heard it was when Chet Holmes wrote this amazing book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. And he talked about exactly what he did when he was working for Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett, like the wealthiest man in the world's partner. And, you know, Chet Holmes came in and he was working for a magazine and he was in charge of sales. And they were the, the, on the lowest rung in, in their industry, kind of the laughing stock. And uh, he put together a Dream 100 list, kind of like whale hunting, like the biggest clients that could advertise in a magazine. And so he sent them packages and he reached out to them and he would go to the conferences and really target um, these folks. And then after like three or four months, still nothing. They got nothing back after doing all of his efforts and sending gifts and cards and emails and phone calls and, you know, glad handing and everything that you can do. And then one came in and then two came in to advertise in the magazine and then wouldn't you know, I believe the number was somewhere around 43 out of the Dream 100. And then it went from worst to first. And, uh, you know, that was what set it off for Chet Holmes in his illustrious career. And, uh, you know, he, he was even ended up partnering with, with uh, Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. And uh, fortunately, he passed away a few years back. Uh, but his daughter, Amanda, is carrying the torch, which is awesome. And uh, we'll be working closer with her uh, with the Secrets of Success launch that we're doing. Now, that's the first time that I heard of it. And back in the day, I've always been in direct marketing and uh, direct response sales. And so we would do the same thing, uh, you know, for our company and for our sales team. It's kind of put together that Dream 100 list and it made a lot of sense. We called it whale hunting, like going after Moby Dick with a rowboat, some tartar sauce and a spork from KFC, if you guys remember those. And so it made a ton of sense to me. But when we started the Miracle Plant mission, you know, when this Miracle Plant helped heal my son from a severe uh, autism diagnosis, um, that's when I read, when the, when the world shifted in March of 2020, I... Uh, read the book that just got released the exact same time called Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. And so in the beginning, he says, there's a storm coming. Winter is coming. Like it's something, you know, is on the horizon. 
and how just poetic justice could it be that right at that moment is when COVID hits, the book comes out, and he talks about this concept called the Dream 100. Well, the Dream 100, the way Russell teaches it, is that there are 100 influencers or celebrities or ideal business partners or people who have already collected your audiences. And so you make a list of 100 of those people. And it's not just 100. It could be 100 in general, like authors. It can be 100 on Instagram, 100 on YouTube, 100 on podcasts, you know, newsletters, blogs. You could do 100 for each. And uh, I believe the first time he did it was somewhere around 650. And so the reason that we're talking about this today is I'm actually putting together our Dream 100 list, Russell and I, for our Secrets of Success launch. And I was like, well, as I'm literally doing this right now and putting down Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey and all these folks, I was sitting there thinking like, well, what a great concept to share. Because regardless of whatever it is that you're doing right now in life, you know, whether it's uh, wanting to, um, you know, promote something that you care about, a passion, whether you have a business, uh, whether there's there's something out there, a mission, a calling, something that you want to do, there are people out there that already have collected your ideal audience for you to speak to them, whatever that is. Like for entrepreneurial and business, it's much more clear because you understand who your avatar is or your ideal client. And for Russell, his top of the list guy or person was Tony Robbins when he made his Dream 100 list because Tony had... Uh, you know, collected a huge audience and, you know, was incredible with personal development. And he knew, Russell knew that if he could get into Tony's world and, and have Tony help promote Russell's products and books and services, then that would be the exponential growth in his business. Well, here's where irony or destiny would play out. So I'm driving, this is back in like 2019, I'm driving down the one, you know, beautiful drive out there by Malibu, heading back home. And, uh, and I got an email, and, and I think it was from Tony. Yeah, it was from Tony's email list. And, uh, and he says, I'm going live in an hour. I'm like, what? That was weird. And I was like, okay. I'm driving, and the service was okay, but it plugs in. And, and all of a sudden, it's Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, who's his partner now and CEO, and they're launching, promoting this thing called mastermind.com. And I'm like, well, this is cool. And all of a sudden, this, this you know, bright-eyed young man jumps in there and, and starts talking about you know, serving the audiences we were called to serve and how important it was. And obviously, I'm on a mission to heal the world, reach a billion people by 2025 about the power of this miracle plant. And here comes Russell sitting in between Tony and Dean talking about serving those we were called to serve and I, it just absolutely struck a chord with me. I was like, that's it. That's what, that's what I'm doing. Like, and so that was how we were introduced because Russell served Tony. And he served him for 10 years. Like, I mean, do it anything you wanted. If, if, Russell want, if, if Tony wanted Russell to speak at an event, uh, Tony would hop on, or excuse me, Russell would hop on a plane and go. Uh, if, if uh, you know, Russell would reach out for a book funnel for Tony and do it, you know, for free and just give service and just over-deliver, over-deliver. Uh, until uh, until a point where uh, Russell wrote his second book called Expert Secrets. And uh, that was when he did the reach out to Tony. And after 10 years of service, you know, he nervously asked like, hey, Tony, would it be okay if, if would you promote my book? And Tony was like, sure, why not? And so, um, you know, Russell was able to promote 
on Tony's network, interviewed Tony, and then even smart enough, Russell and his team were able to get into Tony's Facebook account, with their permission, of course, and run ads through Facebook ads, through Tony's account. Obviously, Russell's team paid for it, but they were able to promote uh, their book and videos and all those kinds of things. And sure enough, lo and behold, uh, a, a few years later, uh, they, my, our paths crossed because I was in Tony's world. Russell was partnering with Tony on mastermind.com. And that's when I was introduced to Russell and it really struck a chord uh, that he was, he, was the, the, he was my dream one, my dream 100 at the top of the list. Um, you know, for many reasons, uh, partially because he said, you know, it was so important to him. He's such a, uh, you know, service-based uh, individual. He gives back so much. He's caring. He's genuine. He's authentic. He's trustworthy. And he's an expert. Uh, and he's helped not only his own business grow to nine figures, 100 million plus, but he's also helped many other um, of people that he's mentored uh, over the past, you know, 10, 15 years, reach those types of numbers and teach it. I've never met anybody that not only has made it, but has brought others up and is willing to share all the secrets that helped him get there and be able to, to share them in a way that is um, simple to understand. And so it, it was just uh, incredible that here I am on my journey to heal the world and, and do what I'm called to do. And, you know, I was serving Russell and I was like, you know, sending him, you know, gifts or anticipating business needs. And that's how the whole, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill thing happened. And first it was an auction that I showed up and got some really cool things for Russell uh, that he wanted. And then I hopped on a plane and, you know, met with Don Green at the Napoleon Hill Foundation and uh, figured out a way to make a deal happen so Russell could uh, get the keys to the castle, so to speak, at Napoleon Hill. And Don could get what he wanted, which was, you know, helping kids and scholarships for, for future generations to have access to Napoleon Hill's teachings. And then it turned into, you know, Earl Nightingale. And lo and behold, yeah, we signed the deal. I don't know if I've said that here on the podcast. And, uh, you know, through my connections through Don and Sound Wisdom and, and, and David and Nathan down there, uh, we set up a meeting with Vic Conant, who runs a Nightingale Conant. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Nightingale, Earl Nightingale wrote The Strangest Secret, which is the, was the first audio spoken word to ever have sell a million copies. And uh, the cool thing is that the guys down there, uh, Jason, in fact, said that they're going to send us the actual gold record that is, was, was given to them for the million copies sold for The Strangest Secret. So that's going to be in the Atlas Museum and Library. So... I digress. Lots of exciting things happening here. And uh, again, so I was serving Russell, right? And I wasn't paid to do this. Um, Russell did, um, you know, obviously he gave me very big clues that he was very into Napoleon Hill. And I just took the initiative and flew out there and, and made the deal happen. Uh, but, you know, with Nightingale, he was like, could you imagine if we had, because we had everything from 1850 Samuel Smiles and Orange Sweat Martin, the original personal development, and then Russell spent like $10 million or whatever over the last three years or so collecting all these rare books. So we basically have all of the um, books from 1850 uh, to 1950, and then there's some copyright laws that come into play. So you got to, you know, make sure you're, you're getting rights and all that kind of stuff, and that's what we do. 
But then Russell left the, left the Voxer. And anytime Russell leaves like a five-minute plus Voxer, you know there's going to be some good stuff in there, some gold. He's going to download this, this, this master plan that he has up in his head, which is crazy. I don't know how he holds it all up there. And uh, <laughs> anyways, he was telling me, he's like, so we've got everything from 1850 up until the copyrights around 1950. And, you know, could you imagine the greatest library in the history of the world? Uh, everybody from 1950 went around, you know, when Oral Nightingale was around to 2000, everybody got published through Night Nightingale Conant. That's just where you went. They were the leaders. That's the one. And like every single person you can think of uh, from 1950 to 2000, Zig Ziglar, Dale Carnegie, of course, Tony Robbins, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Everybody went to Nightingale Conant because they were the leaders. And so he said, could you imagine if we got uh, rights to their library from 1950 to 2000? And I was like, you know, I'm just crazy like that. I live in a manifestation world. I live in a go get it. I mean, it's just go get it done. And that's just who I am. That's who I grew up. That's in my DNA. It's whatever. So literally, we set up a meeting within a week. I mean, it was probably within 48 hours with um, uh, Vic Conant, who is the son uh, at uh, Nightingale Conant, who runs uh, Nightingale Conant. And uh, we had a meeting and we talked some things and and within six weeks, uh, you know, because there's always a little back and forth and tried to understand every, everything, we had a deal signed. So we got that deal signed. And so, again, um, that was me uh, serving Russell, right? Doing what Russell did to Tony, I did to Russell, which was like, how can I deliver? How can I uh, pay you back? You know, Tony changed Russell's life, you know, with, you know, his amazing events like uh, Un Unleash the Power Within and date with destiny and all that good stuff and so and, and russell wanted to pay tony back but also wanted to basically partner with tony in some way and i was the same with russell like russell taught me so much like the dream 100 and how to sell this miracle plan online with all these like order form bumps and, and upsells and follow-up funnels and all these incredible things um, that i didn't know and i mean i have read i was because i was in sales i've always been in sales you know and and marketing was kind of you know close but I, it wasn't it wasn't my area, so I didn't I did there was you know obviously I, you know I I heard I knew um, plenty about marketing, um, but it wasn't my specialty. It wasn't what I was in charge of over my professional career for the last twenty five years. And so when COVID hit, and we knew we needed to shift everything online because the world was conditioned right, like seventeen percent of Americans averaged shopping online first. This was before COVID. So these people were already getting their groceries delivered. They were already uh, getting Grubhub. They were already, you know, going beyond just Amazon. They were going to the internet first. Well, after COVID, it conditioned and taught all of us to shop online to the point of like, it like quadrupled. So we're talking like 68% plus are shopping online. Well, I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you do it, <laughs> right? And so now you got to learn how to, where, where the people are, are shopping, which is online. And so if, if, if you don't know how to do it, Russell Brunson is the best. There's not a second place. There's no one else who's even close. There is, that is, he's the man. And so, like I said, when I, uh, you know, um, serendipitously found Traffic Secrets right when I needed it, and he taught me all the things that I needed to know and really help our business, uh, you know, and our mission to, to, to reach a billion people by 2025, I put him at the top of my Dream 100 list because I just wanted to say thanks and and align with him any way that I could and who's who would have thought I didn't know 
who would have thought uh, two years later, three years later, that we are partners in this amazing Secrets of Success launch, changing the world of personal development, bringing back the secrets from hundreds of years ago, the proven frameworks, and sharing them with the world. And it's crazy how life works out when you have a definiteness of purpose, which is, you know, rule number one in Think and Grow Rich of Napoleon Hill. And, and you just keep going. You know where you're going. You know why you're going. You've got a big enough why. And you just keep going. And whether there's failure, failure is not an identity, right? Failure is a part of the process. Nobody, nobody, we don't win, we don't learn much when we win, right? In fact, a lot of our egos get bigger and we think we're the reason that it happened. If something good happens in our life, especially professionally, and then we're like, well, you know, it's me, it's awesome, and all those kinds of things. You know, in fact, you get kind of weak and weaker the more you win. Because if you win, you don't really, you don't really, you know, learn much from it. You just kind of think, you know, you're the bee's knees. Well, when you lose, that's the opportunity where you can really, really, uh, you know, analyze what could I have done better? Why didn't it work? What can I do better next time? Like, look, you guys know me. I'm a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, right? College football, born and raised. Love this stuff. We got a new coach. We had a game uh, on Thursday and we didn't have many expectations because it's been a tough, you know, tough go over the last 20 years. And uh, we got up and the, towards the end of the game and it felt like we were in control and we were going to win. And we had some turnovers. The ball didn't bounce our way and we got beat with a field goal at the last second. I promise you that it's an opportunity to get better with the loss. Coach Matt Rule, he's got the, his player's attention. The, the trick is that you can't let the loss define you. You can let the loss shape you and, and be humble and be observant and don't take it personally. You know, at the end of the day, you know, John Wooden, the greatest of all time, if, if, and he's, he said it before, and a lot of the other great coaches like Dean Smith in North Carolina, but, you know, John Wooden at UCLA basketball, you're like, if you gave it your all, that's all he ever wanted. He had teams that didn't win the national championship, but he won like 12 in a row. And, and they lost the game. But he saw that his players gave everything they had. Everything they had. They left it all out on the court. And if you do that in life, you're a winner. It doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. Because you did all you could do. And the great thing about sports and life and business is there's always a next day. There's always another day to learn, to apply, to win. You know? It's, it's, you know, failure is not a destination. It's just a stepping stone on the way to wherever you're going. And it is the greatest teacher if you allow it to teach you. Anywho, I digress. So we're talking about the Dream 100. And we're talking about how you can apply it to your life. To whatever it is that you want to do. What is your calling? What is the thing that you want to do, right? That's the definite of purpose. What is the thing that you want to do with your life? You know, and it could be anything, right? You know, it could be have a great family. It could be financial independence. It can be control of your time, control of your emotions, you know. But if you're like me and you've got a calling to get out there and change the world, leave your debt in the universe, as Steve Jobs likes to say, or liked to say, then this Dream 100 philosophy is the way to do it. Now, look, it's a long road, but some roads have to be long. That's just the way it is. To build genuine relationships with people, like a genuine relationship, it takes time. There's no shortcuts. Okay, there's one. here's one little shortcut. I'll give you one shortcut. Two shortcuts. 
first short sure first shortcut forget who taught me this uh, i have to look it up uh is the fastest it might be my boy jeffrey Gittimer. it might be i'll dig it up uh the fastest way to get someone to trust you is to make them laugh so humor if you're funny um, like, look, there's two kinds of funny, right? And one funny is, do you make yourself laugh? Because that's really important because you got to be with yourself 24-7. So at least you need to think you're funny. That's step one. But in order to have the fastest bond between people or the, or the fastest way for someone to like you or to trust you, believe it or not, is to make them laugh. So work on your jokes. Find some good, good comedy. And it, that is a bit of a shortcut, shortcut to build rapport. Um, if you can make people laugh. Now, if you're not funny, doesn't mean you can't be funny. You can study funny. You can read books, watch, um, you know, Netflix or whatever, and you can become funnier. Uh, and that is one way to build faster trust, right? So there's one little trick. And it's not a trick. Look, being, people just like to be around funny people. So be more funny. Uh, the second um, hack, if you will, is what we're talking about here with the Dream 100. And so the Dream 100... Another way is if you go to the top of the list, like Tony, we also talk about, and, and Russell talks about this in his books, that he learned from Tim Ferriss, the 4-Hour Workweek, which is the big domino. Russell was obviously the big domino, whether, you know, and, and he's, he's helping us with the miracle plant, and, you know, it's, we, it's all over, you know, we handed it out to everybody at Funnel Hacking Live last year, and everybody pretty much knows uh, about me and the miracle plant and the story and all that, which is great. So it's, it's out there getting the mission bigger and bigger. So the big domino talks about what's the one big domino that's going to knock over all the other dominoes that are in your way from accomplishing the thing you want to accomplish, right? And so for me, again, it was Russell. Like Russell, and, 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 and at the top of the list, you can have Russell and, and partnering with Russell. So now you get into the cool kids club, right? So Russell's in the cool kids club. Everybody loves Russell. He's the internet's favorite marketer uh, not, you know, and the best. But, but everyone loves Russell. Like Grant said it when he was out there, Grant Cardone. Uh, uh, promoting out at the uh, the launch for ClickFunnels 2.0. It's like, I don't know how you do it, but everybody likes you. Everybody loves Russell. <laughs> and so anyways, um, now when you're in the cool kids club, right? So, you know, me and Russell are partners and I've been serving him for years and, and figuring out ways to anticipate and help and do all those kinds of things. And so now when I get introduced to Tony or whoever uh, through Russell, then I'm a part of the cool kids club and we're on the same level. So it's instead of me like trying to climb my way up gatekeepers and all those kinds of things to Tony's people or whoever's people, uh, I just get a, a, an email or a text or a Facebook messenger, uh, you know, three-way. And, you know, Russell says, hey, this is Justin. He's amazing. You know, listen to what he has to say about, you know, secrets of success. He's incredible about this, that, and the other. Now, or if Tony wants to have like a CBD product or something like that, what, and he asks Russell, where do you think he's going to send them? To me, Right. So that is the two ways to kind of shortcut the process. Other than that, it's a long game. And sometimes you got to play the long game because you can't shortcut, uh, you know, real genuine relationships. And in the process of doing the long game, you learn along the way. You're going to have pitfalls. You're going to, uh, my boy Christopher Voss, who we did one connection away with, you know, he's, he's got a great saying about like, it's like coaxing over a squirrel. Right. And so, you know, getting with these influencers or celebrities or these Dream 100 people that have your audience that can help you have massive growth, however you define that, uh, it's like coaxing over a squirrel. Like you might get their attention, 
you know, you send them something cool in the mail or you, you, you do something creative that anticipates a business need for them. And they're like, whoa, that was cool. Awesome. And then you don't immediately go in for the ask, you know, <laughs> you got to like take your time and build a relationship and continue to over deliver. At some point you do need to ask. And I did, you know, it's the same thing with Russell. Like at, at, at one, he sent me a, a Voxer, which is like a, a voicemail text thing app that we use. And he, he reached out to me for help finding a position uh, in the company at ClickFunnels. And it was right up the alley of Napoleon Hill uh, Foundation and, and kind of overseeing what was going on there. And I, I said, dude, I'm your guy. Like, like let, me, let me handle it. And, and if, if I don't knock it out of the park, you know, then I'll find someone who will. But since I understand all the Napoleon Hill stuff, let me knock it out. Well, then Russell got right back to me and he's like, hey. If you want to play ball, you want us to partner together. I've got a billion dollar idea that I've been working on. And that was the beginning of our uh, solidifying our partnership with Secrets of Success. And so here we are, right? So I did ask. And so you do over deliver, over deliver, and then ask. Just like, you know, it took two or three or four years, um, you know, for the ask to come. But, and it took, you know, Russell about 10 years with Tony uh, for the ask to come. So you do need to ask. But again, I'm documenting the journey. I'm telling you guys what's going on. I hope it helps you and your insights for what you're trying to accomplish with your lives or your missions or your businesses. And part of it is I'm just telling what's going on so you know what's going on. And, uh, you know, this Dream 100 philosophy that started with Chet Holmes and uh, was turbocharged and tweaked with Russell Brunson because, again... With, with Chet Holmes, it was business to business, right? So a business, he was a business a magazine looking for advertisers. He reached out to other businesses that could pay for the advertising in the magazine. With Russell, it's business to consumer. So you're a business that you're reaching out to consumers who has already collected those, those consumers or that traffic. You know, those, you know, Tony's got who knows how many millions of followers, right? Oprah Winfrey, how many millions of followers, right? Do you know many people's lives were made by getting on Oprah or getting on Oprah's book club. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's kind of like back in the day for Johnny Carson. If you were a comedian and you got on Johnny Carson and Johnny asked you to come over and sit next to him after your stand-up bit, you were made. Everyone knew. If Johnny liked you, you were made. And, you know, Jerry Seinfeld told a funny story about that, and he was on Johnny Carson a bunch, like six or seven times. And obviously, you know, Johnny would have him come sit next to him. This is like back in the 80s. And... uh and then finally, he was like, why isn't anyone at NBC reaching out to me for a sitcom? And finally, somebody reached out to Jerry for a sitcom. Uh, and Jerry, and then they said, do you have any ideas, Jerry? He's like, nope. I just wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be invited to this meeting. That's as far as I had it. And then like literally Larry David and him were talking at a deli like a couple days later. And then they said, and that's when it was like, why don't we just do this? And then that was it. And so then Jerry reached back out to NBC and, and there's Seinfeld. I heard that on a Howard Stern interview. You can look it up, the whole thing. So again, it's just a matter of when, when you have the connection, when you have the person that's going to allow you to get into the cool kids club, when you've got the list of people that have already collected your audiences out there and you make a list. That's the first thing. You got to make a list. And when it's business to consumer, there are, you know, we, we know the world we live in with the influencers and the Kardashians 
um, which I'm not a huge fan of, the whole materialism and the whole comparison stuff and all that, you know, social media. There's, there's good and bad. It's a tool. But there are, it can be used for good. Um, and, and so I encourage you that, again, if you have a, a mission, a business, a passion uh, that you want to, and, and here's the cool thing about Dream 100, it doesn't really cost much money, right? Because like with Facebook ads and Google ads and all this other stuff, look, you can drop $1,000 in a week quick, like, you know, you can drop millions in a week, but, but like, even it's like, it's expensive, you know, to test ads and things like that. And, and the prices of ads are going up and, and, you know, Russell's been talking about that a lot lately. It's like, look, it's harder and harder, like to get a lead to come in. It used to be a dollar a lead. Now it's closer to $20 a lead, you know? And if, and if you don't know how to, how to get your average cart volume up, I mean, you're going to lose money on ads, but the great thing with dream 100 is it doesn't cost a lot of money. It doesn't cost a lot of money to follow people on social media and see what they're up to and comment on their posts and, and, and be thoughtful, you know, and, and maybe send a gift here or a gift there in the mail or, or, or show up at, at one of their events for a meet and greet and, and, and really work on those kinds of things. And so, again, I'm just documenting the journey. I literally, before I hopped on the podcast, was over here working on the Dream 100 with Six Secrets of Success literally putting in Tony Robbins and putting in, you know, Oprah Winfrey and, and all these uh, amazing influencers that we're going to reach out to, to tell them about this incredible, you know, mission that we're on to teach future generations how they can take control of their mindset with secrets of success. And so I figured, Hey, let's tell, let's tell the miracle plan audience. And as everybody knows along the way, everybody hears my story, gets to try our products and see that for themselves the power of this miracle plan in the raw form. So again, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plan podcast. Uh, I really do appreciate you listening or passing this on to somebody who could learn uh, either from uh, from my journey, whether it's with you know Secrets of Success and Russell Brunson, or my journey with Miracle Plant in our stores out here on the West Coast, and we ship all over the world internationally. So reach out to us and the show notes will have some links there as well. So, uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure we'll also have a link for you to get signed up for Secrets of Success. Uh, we've got a really, really amazing affiliate program that actually you get paid to, to just tell others about how they can take control of their mindset. And we also have one for the Miracle Plan as well. Uh, you get paid to tell other people to try, uh, to share with other people to try the Miracle Plan. Uh, again, because we're on a mission to reach a billion people by 2025. And uh, this is the way it's got, you know, sometimes it just has to be word of mouth. Sometimes it's got to be referrals and, uh, and going viral. So again, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant podcast. At the end of every podcast, we say heal the world because that is the mission to get out there and heal the world, whether it be from sharing on Facebook about this Miracle Plan or friends or forwarding podcasts. Uh, that's what it's all about. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world and get out there and do it. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Heal the world! Thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. Rate, review, that helps us so much. Be a blessing, everybody, and happy healing! Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.